Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of This is Adulting. I am Maddie, if you are new here. Hey, what's up? Hello, so glad you tried uh, tried this out this week. <laughs> so, it's been quite some time yet again since I've last recorded. Um, I, like, I don't know, I'm struggling in some ways and just, like, finding time in my schedule and also finding quiet time because I feel really weird about people in, in my house like overhearing me record I don't know because I'm just basically talking to myself you know so it's kind of funny I think from like the outside perspective but um so I'm kind of struggling with like when to record and also I've tried recording a couple times um and I've been struggling with making like full-length worthwhile like episodes I guess you could say um So I'm curious, let me know your thoughts on this, but I'm wondering if maybe going forward, there might be some shorter episodes here and there, but then at least there's content. Um, It's sort of what my game plan is, although tonight's going to be a normal episode, or as normal as it can be. So it is currently 1037. I am very tired. I started camp season yesterday, which we will get into in a moment, and I've already popped some melatonin so I can really like just knock out tonight so I don't know really how long this is gonna be how long I'm gonna last um and I don't know what I'm gonna necessarily say half asleep half awake um so it should be a fun episode but uh yeah I started the camp life and y'all it is it's wow bless teachers honestly they are and I've always known even when I was a student I was like wow you're doing a lot Ooh, you're doing a lot. Um, so I have seven consecutive weeks of summer camp this summer where I am teaching various like drama camps and musical theater camps and intensives and all of the fun stuff, um, all at different schools and townships and theater companies. And it's unfortunate because there are very few weeks that are consistently at one place. In fact, I think I only have like one contract technically this summer that's all at one location. All my others like change weekly. So I don't really get too much of like a pattern going because my commute's going to change every week. The like actual location I'm going to is changing every week, not let alone the time I have to leave. Um, My students change every week. The topic sometimes changes. I change companies a lot where I'm like at this company for this week and this company for the following week. So it's definitely a summer of being kept on my toes. Um, I also, I don't think I've talked about this yet on my podcast. I haven't really like talked about it like on any sort of social media. I mean, I have, but it's been um, not very well explained. So I was prompted to remember this because since my schedule is so all over the place, scheduling things outside of like normal work is so difficult and so inconsistent because this week I have camp from 8 to 3 or 8.30 to 3. Um, next week is also 8.30 to 3. But then the following three weeks in a row are all 10 to 5. And then I switch to 8.45 to 4 for a week. And then I'm back to 8.30 to 3, I think, or something like that. Um, I think I'm missing a week. Is that missing a week? One, two, three, four, five. No, I think that should be it. Um, so yeah, it's 
it's really inconsistent and I found that to be challenging because I'm going to physical therapy currently, which is super fun. I actually really love going to physical therapy. Um, my physical therapist is super great. Um, I really have a good relationship with her. She's super thorough and comforting and warm, but is excellent at her job. Um, and I've seen her before for a different injury, but I have been going because I've had this ongoing knee injury, um, since truthfully the top of 2019. And it's just kind of gone through waves of being progressively worse to then sort of me adapting and catching up to it and being like, no, no, it's fine. And then it pushed me a little bit further. Then it's like, oh, I should do something about this. So finally, I'm doing something about it. I've been going to PT. Um, I'm still not entirely sure what it is. We're thinking it's either um, a tear in my cartilage behind my patella, which is my kneecap. Um, we're not sure, though, exactly like where the tear would be. If it's like the cartilage closer to like my tibia or my fibia or directly behind my kneecap. Or we're thinking it may be a meniscus tear. Um, or truthfully, this other term that I cannot remember that wasn't common. Um, or not common, but um, not talked about as much, I guess. But m more common than the tears, if that makes sense. So I've been going to PT for that as well, like on top of this schedule. And it was funny because today when I'm scheduling PT, I'm leaving. And... Um, I'm trying to schedule for like the next upcoming weeks and I was so all over the place because next week I have to go during her last appointment and then the next week I have to or the following week after that I have to go to her earliest appointment because it's just so inconsistent um which is really great like I said earlier because I'm kept on my toes and each week is new and you know if there's problems or frustrations in a particular group or right now I have a really long commute. Granted, next week is also going to be long, but the week after that for three weeks is going to be much closer. So, like, losing, like, a long commute is great. Um, it is tricky because I feel like I can't, I don't know, hit a groove yet. I feel like I'm constantly going to be kept in this sort of surface level stage for the next seven weeks which is exhausting, um, and tiring, which is the same as exhausting, but you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's draining really. It just takes a lot out of you to have to always be like trying to get adjusted and trying to like get used to what you're doing. And then all of a sudden it's going to be taken. It's a very strange, very strange world. Um, but yeah, I think that that's all the updating. I went to the beach for the 4th of July. I hope you all had a great 4th of July. And I think that that is it. It's crazy to me. Once it hits July 1st, I feel like summer flies. The beginning of like May and June is pretty, like it's busy, which makes the time go by quickly. But it's not like, you're not counting the weeks thinking that summer's almost over. But here I am. And it's weird to say summer's almost over in July because it's certainly not. But, you know, to look at my calendar and be like, oh, wow, I'm, you know, booked with all these things all the way through September and already having to kind of think about my schedule in October and November is very weird. It's like, wasn't it just the fall? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand how we got here. I was scrolling on Instagram the other day and I found this person I haven't like 
spoken to him forever. So I was kind of scrolling on their personal feed, and I saw all their fall pictures from this past fall, and I was like, oh, so cute. I was like, it feels like yesterday, but then I realized that we're substantially closer to this upcoming fall than last fall, and that's really heckin' weird. Like, really strange. Um, yeah, I think that was like a bit of a, like a word vomit for where I'm at, but yeah, I think that that is that. So getting into the bulk of today's episode, because I'm really excited about today's episode, um, as I usually am for these, a lot of the times my sort of inspiration or thought I have that kind of jumpstarts it all is something that I have and it's like a really strong epiphany that makes me want to record right away. And this was kind of that moment. So I'm really excited to be talking about this today. I'm actually going to grab my notebook because that's where this epiphany happened. I got this beautiful notebook from one of my friends um, and it's just so sweet and I've been using it as a journal. And I'm not like the poster child for journaling. You know, I'm not artsy. I don't have profound quotes. I switch between pens. You know, sometimes my handwriting isn't pretty. Sometimes I don't write a ton. Um, And I also, most importantly, don't write consistently. Like, I wrote in this yesterday, and the last time before that was May 30th. So I never wrote in it in June. Um, But I, as I've matured and gotten older, I really see the value And not necessarily like keeping a formal journal, although I think that that is stupendous. You know, your way into journaling is more just like jotting notes here and there and jotting down quotes you like or thoughts you like or exploding things. It is so good. And I realized that. So on social media, talking about Instagram in specific, we have, you know, the Rinsta or your real Instagram, as a lot of people call it. Where, like, we have our more branded images, the things that we want, you know, our aunt who lives in Kentucky to see, or grandparent, or boss, or whatever. But then, if you are in, if you know, you know, um, the word Finsta, fake Instagram, um, which is basically just a far more private account. Usually, people don't have their full name, if any part of their name, in any part of it, um, so that it's not searchable. Usually people don't link it to other social medias they may have. And the Finsta, I've really taken to the idea of, you know, others' Finstagrams. I just, I find them really interesting because it's this sort of off-brand place. It's a platform that's has a smaller audience that allows you to be more candid and open about what you're going through. And I find the content to be so much more refreshing. And it makes me, when I, because um, I do have a Finstagram, um, more on that another time, perhaps. I don't know. I feel like maybe it's around its course. We'll get to that in a moment. But I do have a Finstagram, and it makes me want to post on mine because I'm able to actually talk about things that I don't get to talk about. You know what I mean? Like it's my sort of outlet and release into the universe. And by, you know, using this forum that I use so regularly anyway, feels really easy and accessible and quick to sort of just use Finstagram as 
like a faux journal, like an online journal. Um, but anyway, I feel like I'm too old for Instagram in some ways. Like I'm 23 years old and I feel like the word Instagram, the fact that I know that and use that, sounds like I'm 16. Um, and I definitely like am really conscious of not necessarily being fake, but just having like that level of professionalism. And God forbid, like, somebody finds my Instagram. Not that I post anything awful, really, like, at all. Um, It's usually me working out or me, like, eating good food or me posting a picture of me having a meltdown. Like, it's really, it's not bad. But um, I don't know. I just feel weird about it. So it might have ran its course. But I'm also realizing it may have run its course because now that I've had this experience while journaling, I'm realizing that journaling is like a private social media. Like it's a private forum just for you to really be candid. Like there are things I can write down that I can have a certain level of trust won't be seen. And I can have a certain level of trust that if I really write something that I really don't want anyone to see, Like, girl, tear up the piece of paper after, you know? Like, it's so temporary and so um, permanent in the release. It's so great. So, last night while I was journaling, I had this thought that I've been thinking about for a while and I just didn't really have the vocabulary for. And that is, like, this concept of time and how... Time never seems to work in the way that we want it to. So I'm going to read you just a little portion of what I wrote last night, which I know suddenly makes this journal not so private and personal, but I don't know. I wrote, time is so strange to me right now. In so many ways, it feels like it's going so fast. Friends moving out and away in tinges of childhood summer memories filled my vacation In those moments, I feel my age, my separation from what was, and suddenly feel flooded in what is. And at that moment, that feeling is suffocating because what was seemed to promote a beautiful what is, forgetting about the melancholy of letting go of what was. And writing that just sort of released something in me, to sound all hippie and dippy on you, but I am in such a deep transition of my life. You know, I'm still living at home. I'm navigating what I want my career to look like, navigating the love life situation. Um, Luckily, I have, you know, some constants like my family and my friends who are consistently there for me and I love with every ounce of my being. But those are the only two pillars that feel consistent. All the other pillars feel like the staircases in Harry Potter, just moving to all these different places. And it's hard to keep up with them sometimes. And there are plenty of times where I feel like I'm on a staircase forever and it's not getting where I want it to go. And so I feel like that there are times when I want time to move. I want the clarity to happen. I want to have the boyfriend, you know, that's been a part of my life for years. I want to feel that sort of security. 
I want to feel excited and refreshed and overwhelmed with joy about a career that feels stable and supportive of other things that I want to pursue in my life. But then at the same time, I don't want this time that I'm spending with these really awesome pillars I have going of my friends and my family to move any faster. In fact, I can't tell you how many times I text friends and I'm like, it's been too long or oh, I'm booked every weekend this month. I cannot believe I'm not seeing you again. Those That sense of time feels to be going so quickly. But then these other things that I want to figure out and I want to have time pass by just so I can have these experiences so I can kind of get some clarity about what the hell is going on. I want that time to move so quickly and sort of the compromise of saying you can't have both is really difficult. And I think that in that term of like what is versus what was when we're young, you know, let, let's go really young. So when I was five, six, seven, you know, early elementary school age, all I ever wanted to do was be a teenage girl. All I ever wanted to do was like go to prom, have like who I thought would be like a hunk of a boyfriend, go to like a beautiful college. I used to want to go to Princeton. <laughs> God, um, that was before honors biology. Never again. Um, although now I'm a bio gal, so that's weird. But, um, those were like my dreams that felt so good because from that point in my was, which was my then is, (laughs) it was my then present, the future didn't, I didn't take into account the things I would lose in terms of things that are only option to you when you're young, when you're really little. I didn't consider that. And I only looked at the, you know, the shiny stuff of being where I wanted to be. That I forget that growing up and moving on and friends moving out and moving on with my life lets go of beautiful things. And it's really hard. It's really hard to swallow that pill. Because we all want to essentially get to this place of, success and being happy and feeling loved we all want to get there but we're ignoring the journey to get there when in fact it seems like in at least in my life right now that the journey of getting there that's not all about you know the highway to that goal all the back roads I take all the times out with my friends I take like going out with my friends on a Friday night isn't bettering my career or giving me clarity on what I want to do at all there's it's not but those are the moments that I'm running out of and those are the moments that make me feel really good and make me feel alive and make the days when I'm like today running around and going to work and PT and recording and cooking dinner and all those you know adulting things it makes that bearable knowing that I have these beautiful things and it's funny that I'm been playing I've been placing so much value on something that I don't know I have no idea what's ahead of me and here I am saying that it's going to be better than what I have and I think that it's important to say that like we we obviously can be optimistic and we can be positive and we can strive to make a bright future for ourselves 
but I think it's silly to continuously think that it's always going to be better in the future because one life is a roller coaster and unpredictable. Who knows if it's going to be better? There's going to be ups and downs just like everything in life. But like it I'm ignoring what's really great right now and pursuing what I think arbitrarily should be better. And who decided that it was better? Media telling me that, you know, as a young child, that all of my TV icons that I followed were all these teenage girls. Like, that's what I wanted to be. And now that I'm in my young 20s and I'm seeing, you know, people who are slightly older than me getting married, having kids, you know, doing the bit, going on vacation, buying cars, buying homes, that seems so exciting to me as well. This whole new world of adulthood that I'm ignoring this really fun interesting time of my life of transition like why do I sit here and I'm you know bashing myself for not knowing what I want to do and getting frustrated that I'm in this transition like today when I was at PT I was talking to my physical therapist about her kids she has two young kids and it's funny because I feel like ever since I started teaching a lot of people in my life have told me oh you won't want kids now for a while because Teaching, especially teaching so many kids and so many little guys, like the majority of my students are under the age of 12 in the most recent uh, year, probably. Um, Teaching that sort of elementary age group can be really challenging. Um, But yet here I am like with the worst baby fever of my life. And so talking to my physical therapist today about her own kids, I'm sitting there like, damn, She has, like, a job, she's got her kids, she's married, she has a house, and here I am, like, living at home with my parents. (laughs) And it just made me feel so, like, stuck. Stuck in between, like, the college sweatshirt and, like, the adult blazer. And I so desperately in that moment wanted to be in the adult blazer so I could relate to her. So that I could understand what she was you know, experiencing and going through really, like, empathetically. Um, But I shouldn't wish away the joy I have now. You know, because she's going to go home and go home to her young kids and not sleep and deal with tantrums and meltdowns. And I'm going to go home and I can, you know, do my thing and cook dinner to what I want to eat and go to bed when I want to go to bed. Like, I'm going to go to bed at 11 o'clock because I can. Like, that's great. But I don't place value on it. And I don't know why. I, I like, really... I really wish that, like, I had some sort of answer for why I do it. And I think the more, like, time that passes, the more I'll understand it. Because that's something that I feel like I'm constantly working towards, is learning how to value myself. And define my own value for myself and not let others define value for myself if that makes sense so I've been trying to like figure out how I can make these little moments feel worthwhile I think is probably the best way to explain how this has informed my life because while I've had this epiphany last night while writing there's um definitely a tinge of this that I've been carrying with me for a while now And some of it is actually stemmed from a podcast I was listening to. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I love Thick and Thin by Katie Bilotti. I highly recommend checking out her podcast. If you like mine, you're going to love hers. Hers is 
just so profound and she's so eloquent. I wish I was half as eloquent as her. Um, but I was listening to her podcast and it was a while ago, but she was talking about this concept that really just sort of tickled me and made me want to look more into it. And it's called small, but certain happiness. And Small But Certain Happiness started in, I believe, South Korea? I think. I think so. Um, In South Korea, in one of the most busy-popping cities in the entire world, where people's lives are very much go, 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 work 20 hours of 24. That's an extreme example, but, you know, like, just very work-focused not necessarily as balanced as perhaps we are, which is a shocking thing to say, considering our culture isn't really that balanced. But they are just little machines over in um, South Korea. And so this concept, small but certain happiness, actually started on social media. And it started on Instagram where people were using this hashtag and they were posting it alongside of very simple photos that had just a touch of either perfection or satisfaction that produced joy. So for example, there could be like a sandwich where the crusts are cut off perfectly and it's tiny and really cute and maybe like in cute wrapping and they would say hashtag small but certain happiness or I don't know, um, pouring cream into coffee and stirring that. Or the sunshine coming through the window just right. Or the breeze coming through the window just right. Like the smallest little tiny seemingly mundane things. And flipping them on their head and saying this isn't as mundane as it once seemed. Because this is actually a moment for me to be present and enjoy this little happiness that's being thrown at me. And so I've found that in my life, and I know I'm not alone in this, that I have sort of produced small but certain happinesses sort of along my day-to-day that I've been ignoring because I've been too focused on trying to look past them, trying to look past them for what I think is happiness when it's actually currently around me. Um, So for example, I love driving. I love driving. I feel so comfortable. I love the control it gives me as a bit of a type A control freak. I enjoy it. Um, I listen to my music. I listen to podcasts. It's my time to unplug. Like I cannot respond to text messages. I rarely take phone calls from the car unless it's like a personal call, but like business I don't deal with um, usually. So it's very much my quiet time. And I realized today as I was driving to work, because I, this week, have an hour and 15-minute commute, give or take, to work in the morning. Hour 20, it took me yesterday. But um, I have a decent long commute. And this morning, I was kind of getting frustrated because I was like, wow, I'm not getting out of the car for still another 45 minutes. And I feel like I've been in here forever. And in that moment of being frustrated, I kind of had to tell myself, okay, let's focus on the fact that you love driving and you're getting this time right now. Instead of getting frustrated about it and wishing you were already at work, which is then making me think about, oh, I wish I wasn't doing this job. I wish I could be doing this. I wish I could be doing that. 
all these like not necessarily true statements, just sort of statements out of frustration or aggression because I don't think I'm happy right now. If I just pause and say, wait, what is like the happiness around me right now? Like the concept of me going for a drive makes me feel really happy. And right now I'm in my car and I'm driving and nobody can text me and I'm going to get there on time and it's going to be fine. I'm going to listen to my podcast. I'm going to listen to music and that makes me happy. So I need to acknowledge that and not worry about all these other things that are going to start coming my way because I'm trying to look past it. And so this concept of small but certain happiness, I think can work in tandem with that concept of being uncomfortable in the stillness of time and to try to grasp onto time that's fleeting from us. Try to suck up every moment of it and absorb it for what it's worth. I think that that would make the journey so much more fun and almost that much more calm because we're not having this pressure of trying to figure it out all the time and this pressure of trying to look past it all. I wonder so often why our culture is so focused on the future when the present is what we have. It's the only thing we're given is the present. Yeah. So I challenge you to try to find your your own small but certain happiness. It surrounds you. It's it's freaking everywhere. It could be so simple. So so simple. Like a small small but certain happiness for me is looking at my plants. I love plants and I have tons of them in my room. I love live things. I love that they're ever-growing and they're changing and they need water and nutrients just like I do. It's like a constant reminder of like self-care to have a plant. Um, so yeah, let me know. Slide into my DMs. Let me know what small but certain happiness you find. I would love to hear about it. And maybe it could inspire a small but certain happiness in my own world. And with that, I am so tired because of this melatonin. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell this episode, but I'm very sleepy. So I think I'm going to sign off here so that I can go to work tomorrow and entertain 19 kids and put together a show about I time traveling to a made-up world and a monster that we have to feed. So with that, I will talk to you all probably next week. I'm trying to get back on my recording grind. If you have anything you would love to hear me talk about, or any interesting articles you read, or any really content that sort of touched you, a video, whatever, let me know. And um, I would love to start talking about more current event type things as well, not just my own life and my own trials and tribulations. I think that that will just naturally come through, but I would love to start talking about other topics. Um, Yeah. So with that, I will talk to you all very soon. Keep killing it. All right. Bye.